You're listening to a podcast from RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show. This will be episode 21. You know, that's the number with the number two, followed by the number one. Yes, yes. Hey, look who just happened to stop by. Yes, it's the Reverend Bob Levy. Hello, Reverend. Hello, Jug. It's good to be here on the one with the two with the one in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the two, the one's behind it. Oh. That would be the 12th. With the two with the whatever. It doesn't, yeah. you know. Yeah, I'm dyslexic. Well, neither one of us is a mathematician. No, but tell me, what, seven times seven, 49. Yeah, it is. Go ahead, keep going. No, I'm not. <laughs> Try it, one more. What? Like that, at times. I can be, I, I'm really good at this. Go. Oh, uh, eight times eight. Uh, 64. Yeah, okay. Uh, 33 times 33. <laughs> uh, so what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I can only do, you know, from nine down. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm real quick at it. But they, and then I lose it, you know? Yeah, well, you're no rain man. Hey, fuck, I'm more like stain man if you've seen my fucking sheet. <laughs> man, the fucking loads I left in fucking on the bed in fucking uh, Vegas, man. Yeah, how'd that go? It was great. You know, it's fucking Vegas, you know? Uh, had a great fucking time. I was out there for a fucking week. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, where was I at? The South Point, I think it's called. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, let me let me look it up so I know what I'm talking about. Because, <laughs> uh, I'll probably be pissed. Uh, yeah, the South Point Casino. Uh, it's 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 unbelievable. It's off the strip, and it's probably the best place. I swear to God, I was there for seven days, and I wanted to stay. <laughs> I just wanted to move in. Yeah, you know, you know how when you're in Vegas, you can stay only like three days. Yeah, uh, I, I was like, "Fuck, I gotta go home." <laughs> you know, it's something to do everywhere. It's just like it's the greatest thing. You know, they got a nasty. They got the. the it's called the the dirty at twelve thirty show. Me and Mick Foley came by and threw the owner through the table. I don't know if you've seen that video. No. <laughs> you know, you didn't see that. No, I didn't see the video. Oh shit! Go, you got to look at it. It's on my Facebook. Okay. Yeah, it's fucking entertainment, motherfucker. <laughs> we, don't, we don't put up with shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And me and the mixer, so we had a good time, and uh, we were eating steak and shit every night, and fucking, they really took care of us. I mean, that's the place you want to. That's where you, you know. Well, even uh, one of the dogs wants to go. I mean, uh, one of the producers. That was a that was a dog trying to hump another dog that went bad. Oh yeah. boy. Sometimes, uh, you know, one of them doesn't like it. Uh, that's like that's like a dominance thing, you know. I imagine yeah. that happen with guys, and you know, <laughs> yeah, they constantly do. Well, in some cases, it does happen. Yeah, <laughs> it depends <laughs> how much they drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the downside to Vegas. <laughs> what, what what comes in Vegas stays in your anus. <laughs> 
I don't know. No, but uh, I, you see, I, I don't drink. So, I mean, it was weird yeah. to be there. Like I said on Twitter, it's like bringing your wife to a fucking whorehouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what to fucking do. So it was kind of weird, you know? But there's still plenty of stuff to do. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm saying it's such a great place. They have everything. They have sushi. They have a fucking coffee place. They have fucking the best steakhouse, best Italian, best Mexican. I mean, best entertainment, you know what I mean? For every, any age, you know what I mean? They get Tony yeah. Orlando anywhere from Tony Orlando to fucking me and Mick Foley. You know what I mean? They get everything. <laughs> yeah. Everything that, between. That is everything. Yeah. That, you just you just put the whole thing. Me and Mick, so, we actually uh, sang it on one of the radio. Tie a yellow ribbon round that old oak tree. When we were saying it, me and him, we just went into it on the show because we were talking about it. <laughs> And uh, hopefully we can get that tape, you know? Yeah, that would be cool. I'll get on the bus, forget about us, put the blame on me if I don't find that yellow ribbon round that old oak tree. See, me and the mix, the, uh, me and Mick yeah. Foley are, are quite the, the, the quartet. Is that it, two people? No, the duo, or duet. Oh, a duet. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> With numbers, like I said. Yeah, again, you're no Rain Man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's too bad there wasn't a uh, record producer out there. He could have signed you. Oh, they would have definitely. You know, if somebody's listening, you know what I mean? Hey, guys, and you put out an album, and then we fucking throw you to a table, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what we fucking do. But, uh, yeah, Mick's taking a break uh, after this month, and he's going to take a little, uh, I think, next month. He's going to take some time off. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He was the family and that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm ha I'm happy for. Him. I mean, he's a great fucking guy. You don't you don't you don't get people like him, you know. Like when you do get people like him, you keep him in your life, you know. Yeah, because they're that good, you know. He's like you would think he's a he's a fucking rugged, you know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. He's a fucking teddy bear, you know what I mean? I don't know if he wants me to say that. But, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, we all know that he's really Santa Claus, so. Yes, he, we talked about that a lot, you know, yeah. on the radio and that. But he, he does a lot of good things. Uh, you know, go on MickFoley.com uh, or MickFoley on Facebook or Real MickFoley, uh, I believe it's on. Yeah, on, I think so. On Twitter. He does a lot of uh, charity work, too, for certain charities that are amazing. So, you know, hook the dude up, you know. Yeah, he's a good guy. Oh, real good guy, man. So it was fun. So how many? Uh, so what's going on with you, you fuck? <laughs> well, staying on with uh, Foley, I was going to ask you, how yeah. many wrestlers do you know of that uh, uh, transitioned into comedy? Uh, there's a there's a few. You know what I mean? It's like it's a good uh, the the way I look at it, it's a good fit. You yeah, know? It, yeah. Because of the fact that they're already good on the mic, you know, they're yeah. not afraid of people. So, like, I just seen one, uh, what's his name, uh, retired just recently, uh, uh, Monday night, Daniel Bryan. So, I basically, okay. I said, you know, I, I hit him up and, you know, you know, because I know he's going to want to do something, you know. I, I'm sure he's still on the contract for a little while. But, you know, I can, I can have him ready in no time, you know. Yeah. And he can have a nice living, and he can, you know, have a good time. You know, there's no reason to, you know, 
just do something else. You understand what I mean? Like yeah, you, and especially they need something to follow up on because, you know, just like any other thing, it's, it, people don't see it as athletics, but it is because it takes a toll on your body and it wears it out pretty fast and then you got to do something else. Well, that's what it is. And, I, you know, I do uh, like these guys. I've done it, you know, and yeah. I do appreciate these guys. So, I mean, that's why I'm willing to, you know, help them out, you know? Yeah, and plus wrestling is very funny. <laughs> you know? Uh, no, I mean, it's not know. all the time, but I mean, you know, a lot of the setups and stuff can be pretty funny. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, uh, I think Daniel Bryant would be great on, on the, you know, he's on the, right on the mic. You know, I even just started writing jokes yeah. for him and they were fucking funny. And I wrote like four of them and I'm like, man, you see, it's fucking easy, you know, yeah. <laughs> That kid Phil, remember Phil came over? Phil Cause, you remember him? I'm trying. Yeah, that sounds yeah. familiar. I was teaching him comedy. He goes, "I want to make it right away." Yeah, yeah. Over there, here, yeah. and I and I sat him down and took him on on a few gigs and helped him. He's in L.A. now, getting fucking uh, uh, fucking people signing him. You wow, know? man. Yeah, I mean, then somebody else wants to come to me now. Well, I know? guess so. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm. I, that's one thing I I can really, you know what I mean. I can, you know, I do what I want to do, and I can never be told that's me. Yeah. So, you know, I can make you know. I I know I'm funny, but am I gonna? Uh, am I am I kind of a you know uh, what, what's that called a liability maybe? Yeah, to this business. Yeah, I would say so because I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you. Your stuff is great if it's not. So, and I've done that before. You yeah. know, I'm not going to read your stupid cartoon and go <clears throat> fucking funny when fucking even Kensel doesn't understand it. <laughs> so basically, you know, uh, I, can, I can, you know, I can get people there. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm yeah, but you know that, that, that honesty is uh, helpful because that's what they really need to, to know. You know, it's not going to make me a big star, but I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Right, right, yeah. This saved my life doing comedy, so I'm happy. But the whole thing is, is that I know if somebody, you know, wants to make it and they come to me, they're going to, they're going to, you know, if they have the drive. Yeah. That's the whole thing. And uh, I'm going to be helping out Nathan Orton, too. He was, uh, he was a great, you know, kid. Great kid. Fucking, you know, he goes, man, he, you know, I go, like, he killed. And I, I was like, you know what made it so much easier? He go, I go, you, he goes, what? He, I go, you had really cool people around you. You know what I mean? Because we had a lot of fun. It wasn't like walking into another room where, you know what I mean, with, with douchebag comedians, yeah. which, which could happen to a young comedian, you know? Right. Like right away, we were like, you know, like just to fucking have fun. He goes, I don't want to go over. I'm just going to do I go, we go, just have fun. Don't worry about time. <laughs> I was like, wow, I never heard that before. And I go, that's how, you know, that's how we are. You know, and that's how I try to teach people. Because yeah. everybody's fucking, you know, look, you know, if, you, if you're supposed to do 10, you do 15, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Right. If you're supposed to do a half hour and you do 50, then we got a fucking problem. But right. that's, that's you, you know, trying, you know, if you go five minutes over, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. But the whole thing is, is, you know, some people will try to think they're going to take you out. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like, but then you re then they realize it when you fucking nobody's gonna take me out. You know, <laughs> so I you know so I I try to teach them all the 
you know, I said, you're going to deal with a lot of assholes. You know what I mean? And, and, and that sucks. You know, it really does suck. You yeah. Know? It's everywhere you go. Any kind of industry or profession, there's nothing you can, you know, there's going to be somebody. It's always going to be one at least. Yeah. That's why I got out of dancing, man. <laughs> exactly. And plus, well, I hurt me my, too. Yeah. I hurt my hip when I was wrestling, so I, I couldn't get around the pole good. You know, I couldn't do that. Spin. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's hard for a guy to do the pole because, well, you know, now you tuck it. Yeah, but uh, well, a couple of times though, it caught it, and I said, "Well, that's it for me." Yeah, yeah, it's nuts, I'll tell you. But it sure it, you know, is. I was, it was the best two years of my life, you know. But <laughs> oh yeah, you cherish it. Mm-hmm. It's the memories when you can tell your grandkids. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's an adorable story. That's where I met your whore of a grandmother. Yeah, on the phone. That's the pole where I met her, son. Yeah, she was standing there with a fifty in uh, in her mouth. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I think that's the probably the best attitude about just have fun, and yeah, uh, you know that'll uh, smooth things over for you, and you can handle the stage better. That's life. That's life. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I go out like I go out with this fucking. I got a robe on right now, right? I went and fuck. <laughs> You know the robe, the picture? Yes. You have of me? I have that robe on right now. I'll go out and take the garbage out. I'll walk around outside with the dogs, with, you know, in the back. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, you know what I mean? I don't fucking give a shit what people think, you know? Yeah, as long as you don't open it. Well, yeah, no, I got fucking sweatpants on. <laughs> but, you know, I should get the Ric Flair one. I want Maybe I should have my wife uh, make it dazzling looking because yeah, somebody yeah. made a picture of that, you remember? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. So I might want to get one of them robes and fucking just come out of the house and put some sequins like, on it. Yeah, put put some muse background music on. <laughs> yeah, every time you walk out the door, yeah. your, your theme song. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do when the reverend takes the garbage out in front of you? <laughs> oh, to turn up the music in my house. <laughs> he's out there again i can hear the music yeah yeah but it, you know uh i don't give a fuck that's the whole thing have fun you know and if you can't be on the fun wagon then fuck you and get the fuck off and i'll let i'll let her run you over you cocksucker <laughs> i can't stand fucking miserable fucks you know yeah I'm a pretty fucking happy dude for you know for all the bullshit i have to put up with in this business but you know yeah, it's just a lot of stuff. You just gotta let it blow over. And yeah, just, you know, this is what you're oh, gonna do. The funny thing is, uh, uh, I don't know if you noticed. We're not gonna mention any names, but we got fired from a radio station we were not on. Did you <laughs> Did you hear about that? No, I did not. Okay, somebody was carrying our show and decided to. Uh, I was let let go because I said uh, the the reference chink. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, and uh, I go, dude, you're not supposed to carry our station. And uh, I let I let Ed know that because he even hit me up a few days later, and I, I'm me and Doug were talking about it, and I'm like, no, he's not, not. And uh, he goes, yeah, that's why he Doug wanted his own, you know, so okay, he, can do what he wants, but you know, we're on Radio Misfits, and we can't put it up anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. And so this guy let me go of a show I was never on. So I thought that was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, then, it is. 
He's telling me how unfunny I am, yet he's kissing my ass and I keep putting a post up. He's losing his fucking mind. He'll probably have a bullet in his fucking head soon. He'll be playing there next to a fucking empty bottle of Jack Daniels. So yeah. What happened to my shitty fucking station? Even the dogs are celebrating. Yeah, <laughs> I never did like that guy. I mean, what the fuck? The guy's only practically sucked my dick from Florida, and uh, and he knew he wasn't supposed to put it on, and I let Ed know, and Ed go, I never said yes. I go, here you go, here it is. Fucking dope left all the fucking uh, so, the shit that he sent me on so Facebook. <laughs> it blocked him. He's going on a fucking rampage. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is media. I go, I am the fucking media, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, Everyone listens to me. Fucking, I don't give a shit. Nobody gives a shit about you and your fucking swollen drunk, drunk face. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. Well, uh, but it sounds like it all worked out for the best. I mean, he wasn't supposed to have the show, and then it turns but out he that- didn't want it because you said jink. Well, that, that, yeah, it was like, you know what I mean? That was offensive. Out of everything I've ever said. I know. <laughs> you've at, are, at, how at, many at, of you offended right now? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yes, but the whole thing is, like, I, I, like me and Anthony Cumia say, it's like it's the greatest thing because, look, who's going to fire us? You can't, yeah, I know. You, know, you can't, yeah. You, you know, you, don't, you think Ed's going to fire us? Ed loves us. You know what I yeah. mean? We love Ed. You know, we love being on the radio misfits. It's the simple thing. thing. I understand that when people get upset about things, but it's like you don't have to listen to it. You don't. Yeah, you don't have to. Just because, look, just because you took it and put it on your station. Yeah. (laughs) You know, what were you thinking? You know? Okay, so the word chink, you know what I mean? But it didn't offend him that fucking when when I said they said call 911. Uh John said that somebody delivered beef and broccoli. Yeah. That's just, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. It's like, who do we not make fun of? Do you understand? Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. But who's the first one to fucking be nice to anybody out in the real life? You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, so don't fucking tell me what I'm doing right or wrong. You know, I yeah. do what I want to do. You're not supposed to have a show on. That's why you got cranky. Now you lost every other show. Yeah, I think he was just pulling that out to try to, exp- you know. But if you weren't supposed to have it in the first place, I <laughs> Well, that's what it is. And I sent Ed the thing and I said, Ed, here, give it to your fucking lawyer, man. You know? Yeah. It doesn't fuck around. You know, Ed, Ed comes from. Ed is big time because, you know, he comes from. Uh, you know, Dan Filato, who, and he put together Artie's fucking podcast, you know? Yeah. That, that shit all up. He's a fucking genius. And uh, when Dan said that this guy's fucking the best, I fucking go with him, you know? And that's why we're on Radio Misfits. But you I know nobody's allowed to carry us. And if they do, they will be taken care of. Yeah, that's you know? right. I mean, Ed's not going to put up with that shit because that's his business, you know? Right. You're supposed to go to radiomisfits.com if you want this stuff. And if somebody right. just somebody just takes it and downloads it and puts it somewhere else well that's stealing yeah and then basically he said ed said it was okay and when he seen that he fucking went nuts (laughs) 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 and i'm posting all these things about him saying how great i am and i'm the fucking best (laughs) your show's the funniest and then he's telling me how well you suck and uh cancel and uh uh and and joe are really good you know, and I'm like, okay, but what about this one? 
and I keep and then I just block him. It was so fucking funny. He's <laughs> he, he he's on at four in the morning. I'm in Vegas. Uh, one o'clock. I get back to my room. He's still on rambling. I oh go, God. Christ, you fuck. Put down the bottle. Yeah, that's fucking miserable piece of shit. You know what I mean? Some people just fucking, you know, they don't deserve to be on this earth. You lose, you lose <laughs> good people and you got people like that walking around. Yeah, that, that's. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Why can't you just take his fucking liver out and give it to somebody good? <laughs> yeah, some you know? good guy. Or, yeah. Or give it to some kid that's dying, you know what I mean? That needs something. You just say, you fucking miserable, fucking no-talent bag of shit. There's no fucking reason for you to be on this earth, and I'm fucking <laughs> going to rip out your heart and give it to a seven-year-old because they deserve it, and you don't. You're just taking up space <laughs> on this fucking earth by being a fucking miserable prick. Go to the fucking mall and fucking complain about the line, you scumbag. And now you see why Jackie the Joke Man Martling ordained Bob a reverend. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Bob. We'll have to do this again. Hey, it was great coming on, Mr. Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll take a short break, and we'll be right back after these important messages. Yeah. February 12th, 13th, and 14th at the Comedy Hideaway, Atlantic City, New Jersey, HideawayAC.com, or call 609-706-2101 to see the Reverend Bob Levy and more. That is February 12th, 13th, and 14th at the Hideaway Comedy Club at Hideaway. AC.com or call 609-706-2101. Three days of fun with you-know-who, me, R-E-V-G-O-D-N-Y. So, I was traveling down the road when I decided to change lanes, and suddenly this blaring horn came up from behind me. There was this pickup truck full of toilets and Captain Crutch dolls. He looked at me with a menacing face and drove on past, cutting me off. I twisted my neck, and I've been in pain ever since. Yeah, and I haven't gotten any ass out of her for six weeks. (sighs) Does this sound like you or someone you love? Don't be a victim. You should and can seek compensation. Hello, I'm attorney Greasy Brownstain, and I eat insurance companies for breakfast. And while chasing ambulances, I don't even break a sweat. So if you think some crazy toy-collecting man-child driving around in a pickup truck is going to give me a problem, guess again. I'll get the money. I'll get all the money. So come on into my office for your free consultation. Consultation is free, only if no advice is given. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. Well, why not join me? As we watch some crappy old movies that I tear apart with my smart aleck commentary and clever sound effects. Movies like Horror Hotel. In Horror Hotel, a young college student travels to a small town to study witchcraft. While there, the townsfolk teach her how to be a blood sacrifice to the devil. Sadly, she won't be able to finish her report due to being drained of blood. But, well, I guess you've got to give her an A for effort. The movie stars a young Christopher Lee, or James Bond, and 
Dracula and all that. Gotta start somewhere. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. You can find this and other great gems of cinema crap at sylphi.com slash nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's just that simple. Sylphi.com slash nelson. Popcorn not included. Men's help with mass hole and the minions. Can a guy be a damsel in distress? No. Can Why? Because then you're needy. Because you're then needy. You're, then you're the Should weak you, one. See that? You're, yeah. need, you're the weak one. But girls can pull it off oh, all the time. Off. You could be doing the rope a dope. No, you can't. You can't do the rope a dope? No, not in that situation. Not at all. Rope-a-dope. I've done the rope a dope thing. I've played like an immigrant. <laughs> I've done it before and it's worked. Oh it was the rope a dope. <laughs> the helpless immigrant. I'm like, oh, I don't know what this is. <laughs> no, I'm not Chinese. I don't find it. You can't get away. You can play the damsel in distress. Why can't you? Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com The Conti and Kenny Show goes international. Uh, I just want to let uh, Maroslav know that um, whatever they got in the Chernobyl water over there, mm-hmm. they're doing a great job because uh, nice. my Ruski uh, um, uh, girl at the liquor store, mm-hmm. um, it's honey. unfair. It's unfair. She's wearing... Stretchy pants constantly. She's a beautiful. You can tell she looks Russian or some somewhere around there, Ukrainian. Something. It seems like that. Yeah. And uh, she's what a body this broad has I on. I told her. you. I can't. It's not tell fair her we're anymore. We're going yeah. to a green card party, I, I, I'm, and we're we're giving it. All you got to do is get a picture. I, of her. I, I really, I really am going to have to do something about this because um, I've had enough of it already. I, okay. I'm going to wait for her outside. Good. She's beautiful, and her body is just, it's all in the right place. That's nice. Oh, it's a good God. Good stalking story so far. Way to go. And what I do is I. I'm going to wait for her outside. Yeah. Club her over the head with a Chernobyl <laughs> fucking two fifty. I I order stuff off the back shelf behind her, even if so, I don't. So, so she, she has to go around, and reach up for it. And yeah, then you can see I'm her like, ass. yeah, I'll take one of those little airplane bottles of uh, um, um, rum chata. Right. The fuck is a rum chata? Yeah. Can I have a bottle of that quick glimpse? Yeah. Right over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a heiny. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, I want to bite it. So uh, well done, uh, Russia, Ukraine. <laughs> Better figure out that Russia or Ukraine business there, Kenny, because the two countries are currently at war. <laughs> oh, well, better luck next time. Tune in to the Conti and Kenny Show. Find out all info at CNK Show on Twitter and the Conti and Kenny Show.com. This is Night Night, and I'm here to tell you that you're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. On February 2nd, at 2 a.m., we find the Second National Museum of Cityopolis. And on its second floor within the Egyptian exhibit, we find two professors of antiquity marveling at the museum's latest prize, a double-headed Anubis bust scheduled to go on display the next day. Oh, every time I view the double-headed Anubis, I am in awe of its miraculously preserved exquisite beauty. 
Yes, Dr. Shahid. We at the Second National Museum are extremely grateful to you and the Egyptian Antiquities Department for allowing the, the double-headed Anubis to be displayed here. Oh, Dr. Cushing, the pleasure is all mine to be able to share the magnificence of this ancient wonder. Hmm, yes, I... Hmm. Who are those men over there? Are they not staff? No. Uh, excuse me. I'm sorry, gentlemen, but the museum is closed. You'll have to come back at eight in the morning when we open. I go wherever I want. <gasps> oh, my God. It's two-timer. Who? Wait. Does... Does that man... Yes. He has two heads. Shut up, you idiot raghead. It's not polite to stare. Now, both of yous, we'll go into one of those rooms. Lock them in, boys. But this room is the ladies' room. Can't I go into the men's room with Dr. Cushing? No. I have to use two rooms. Otherwise, this won't work. What? Shut up, you stupid sin! Don't say bad words like that. It's not nice. Damn it! I'll do the talking. I, I just thought that... And I do the thinking. So shut it, you goddamn payback! For a moment, hostages and thugs alike look on in puzzlement as Two-Timer, who is a man with two heads as a result of being conjoined, argues with himself. <sighs> What's the holdup? Lock those two up. But boss, they've seen us. Don't worry. I've got two king cobras, each of which I'll release in their respective rooms. No, oh, so that's why you wanted them snakes. Yeah, bring them over here. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh Looks like we forgot to put air holes in the box. What? Oh no! Only one of the snakes survived. Only one? Damn it! This ruins everything. I need two. Two! Let's just put one in one room and uh, shoot the other guy. No, no. Hey, just put the dead snake in one of the rooms. It's all we can do. What? Just do it! Meanwhile, on the roof of the Second National Museum, we find Night Night. Boo-boo. Boo-boo! What? Get your ass over here. We're going to swing down to the second floor, where I'm certain we'll find Two Timer. Well, you know that. Because it's the second day of the second month of the year at 2 a.m. at the Second National Museum, which houses the double-headed Anubis on its second floor. What's that got to do with anything? You drag me out of here in the middle of the night with a stupid hunch like that? That's bullshit! Oh, you idiot! This is two-timer we're dealing with. This scenario fits his obsession with the number two to a T. That's crazy. He is crazy! Damn it. Like all my rogues gallery, Two-Timer is a madman. So now we know he's down there. We don't know shit. No, we do! Besides my deductive reasoning, I also saw his car parked in the parking lot. Huh. Well, that number two shit didn't mean nothing. Some detective you are. No, no, no. Shut up! Damn it! Never mind that. Now, we're going down to the second floor. How come we didn't just go in through the front door and walk to the second floor instead of climbing down these cables? Because there was no good place to park the night cruiser without being exposed. The last time I did that, some asshole spray-painted Nad Night all over it. <laughs> and anyway, 
They won't be expecting us to come in from the window. That's what we usually do. Shut up, Boobo. Damn it, Boobo. You damn near got us killed. It's not my fault you're so fat you drop faster. Enough. Now, we must cut through the glass of this window. There. Now, let's go in, but don't drop the glass, Boobo. Just set it down gently and quietly. Yeah, I know. You don't have to tell me. No oh, bullshit. I'm surprised I don't have to tell you to breathe in and breathe out. You're so stupid. Boobo! I didn't break the window glass. I just accidentally knocked over this old shitty bowl. What? I oh my god. That was priceless 3,000-year-old Egyptian pottery. Gone forever. Oh shit, you broke another one! So what? You stupid old junk. Nobody gives a shit about that. Boobo, these relics are thousands of years old. Thousands? Well, I can see it, old junk. You ever watch hoarders? You're gonna end up like them people. Boobo, you fool. Why must I suffer from my dad's indiscretion of spawning you with some floozy? <sighs> Alright, Boobo, here's the plan. This floor is huge, and we don't have all night. So you search for two-timer that way, and I'll go this way. Okay. It's, it's best, best we split up. up. Otherwise, Otherwise, I just might kill him. Anyway, I know two-timer should be down this hall, since that's where this museum brochure says where the double-headed Anubis will be displayed. And so, Bubo wanders off on his own, unaware he's going in the wrong direction. On and on he goes, finding nothing but dark rooms filled with relics. Damn it! Nothing here but more junk! Wait, I know. I'll set off the fire alarm. That'll get two-timers' attention. Meanwhile, Night Knight has had better luck as he hides behind an Egyptian sarcophagus while watching two-timer and his two associates. It won't be long now. With one nighty-night knockout gas bomb attack, Two-Timer will find his ass locked up back at Ham Slam Asylum with both cheeks. What? What? What the hell? What's going on? What is that? I think it's the fire alarm. Some asshole must have set it off to alert the fuzz. Oh hell, one of those professors is getting away. Shit, I forgot to check if he had a key. Guess he did. In a vain attempt to escape Two-Timer's men, Night Knight stumbles over more Egyptian relics and falls to the floor and ends up getting tied up and locked in with Dr. Shathid and the poisonous cobra. Meanwhile, on the other side of the building, Bubo is panicking. here to catch Two-Timer. Well, he's back there with Night Knight and my colleague, Dr. Shathid. With your help, maybe we can save them. Okay. Meanwhile, Two-Timer and his men make off with the double-headed Anubis, while Night Knight remains trapped with Dr. Shathid and the Cobra in the ladies' room. <clears throat> Managed to get free of the ropes, but I'm still trapped in here. Damn. It's so hard to concentrate with a damn alarm going off. What? Oh, good, it's off now. Oh, gross. Some lazy cow must have shit on the floor. Man, some people just... Wait, it moved. That's no turd. It's... 
It's a king cobra! Uh, yes. And it has already bitten me. Uh. Good lord! I've got to act fast. Must douse that snake in nighty night gas. Oh, that stuff stinks. Better than getting bit in the ass by a poisonous cobra. Uh, it's worse. It bit me in the balls. Uh. Oh no! You poor man! Someone outside. Tell me, Bubo. Yes, this is Night Night, and I've got a seriously injured man in here with me. He was bitten by a king cobra. Oh my god! Listen, Night Night, we've got to cut the infected tissue away from the wound. But, but you don't understand. You've got to, Night Night. We may only have mere minutes to act. His life is in your hands. Well, I'm sorry, pal, but I guess there's no other way. Here. Bite on this night-night throwing star, while I use the night knife on your wound. Hold steady. Here we go. There, did it. Gross. Oh, disgusting. Uh, all right, I did it. All right, Night Knight. Now listen carefully. You're going to have to suck the poison out of the wound. You'll know you've reached the poison when your tongue turns numb. That's when you spit it out. What? You have to suck the wound to get the poison out. Uh, uh, will Night Knight suck the poison out of Dr. Shathid's scrotum? And what of Two-Timer? Will he be brought to justice? Find out in the next exciting episode of Night Night. This has been a Nail Sin production. The Night Night theme song is performed by Alistair White and his lovely wife, Heather. Incidental music is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. All characters are performed by me, Douglas Nelson. Join us again, won't you? Sometimes I feel fat and attractive. But then I go shop at Walmart where the average customer is at least 400 pounds. And I'm nowhere near in that ballpark, so I feel great. <laughs> Thank you, Walmart. Yes, Walmart, where you can simply look around and feel better about yourself. Unless, of course, you're a regular. Pretty Princess Stacy Pressman sought out romantic advice from the Reverend Bob Levy. I, I don't mind hanging out watching TV as long as it's the programs that I like. Yeah, porn. But, right, exactly. But, like, I, I haven't... You know, I just like to. I always. I like to go to lounges a lot. Yeah. And, uh, I like food. Yeah. And then I like to vomit it up because I eat too much. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm gonna save it for the next day. <laughs> no, I mean I like to just. I, I like to talk, as you know. Yeah. You you like to talk a lot. So you, and you like to have sex. So you're looking for a deaf guy with a big cock. <laughs> <laughs> if you want more words of wisdom such as that, check out the sermons of the Reverend Bob Levy on The Bob Levy Show from RadioMisfits.com. I, uh, I read an article today. It said married men masturbate and go to hookers, lauded single men. 
You think that's true? Oh, yeah, married women won't suck your dick unless you won the lottery. Wait, you don't think married people have oral sex? Why do you think women get married? They want kids. They ain't gonna drink the kids. That's disgusting. Come on, honey, do a shooter. Thank you. A new Disney film. Honey, I drank the kids. There's more on the other cheek. All right. You don't got laid a lot, JFK. He got a lot of pussy. All right, now. JFK got a lot of pussy. All right, we know that. Our pal, the late great Otto Peterson, is no longer with us. But his legacy of laughs lives on at autoandgeorge.com. There you can find his DVDs, T-shirts, and all things Otto and George at autoandgeorge.com. The Bob Levy Show supports Warrior Point, Inc. It was created to be the number one rallying point for any and all veterans who have honorably served this great nation. It does not matter whether you served your time during peacetime, wartime, or if you're still serving. If you served in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, or National Guard, you are welcome as a member of Warrior Point. So join the ranks of Warrior Point to support one another and to help raise awareness of the issues you face as defenders of our great nation. Follow them on Twitter at Warrior Point and friend them on Facebook and go to warriorpoint.org. And now it's time for another episode of Perhaps, but maybe not. Immortality Quest aims to preserve brain 100 years. Once the realm of schlocky sci-fi, brain preservation is getting real. Neuroscientists are pursuing new methods for preserving brains for future revival. They're being spurred on by visions of post-humans and a cash prize that's now well worth over $100,000. Huh. I didn't realize immortality could be so cheap. Someone always seems to be hot on the trail of human immortality, but this time, the competitors aren't elusive billionaires or baseball hall of fame inductees. The neuroscientists vying for the Brain Preservation Foundation's tech prize have impressive credentials and come to the table with published research. Their approach is also the opposite of existing cryotic human preservation services. The Foundation challenges neuroscientists to start with an effective animal model. The long-term goal? Rigorously demonstrate a surgical technique that can completely and inexpensively preserve a whole human brain for more than 100 years in a way that keeps neuronal processes and synaptic connections intact. Plus, you must use current electron microscopic imaging techniques. Two competitors have stepped up to the plate so far. They are Sean Makula, a postdoctoral researcher at the Max Planck Institute for Medical Research in Hildeberg, Germany, and the Fontana, California-based cryobiology research company 21st Century Medicine. Makula is pursuing a chemical fixing process that he's been testing on whole mouse brains. Meanwhile, 21st Century Medicine has taken a cryopreservation approach that, in the simplest terms, involves infusing the brain with a fixative agent and soaking it in a chemical that prevents the ice formation. The company imaged a whole rabbit brain preserved this way. I am virtually certain that mind uploading is possible. Neuroscientist and Brain Preservation Foundation President Ken Hayworth told Scientific American's Michael Shermer recently, We are destined to eventually replace our biological bodies and minds with optimally designed synthetic ones. Exciting and freaky, right? But Hayworth also conceded that a time when we have post-humans with uploaded minds is probably centuries away. 
We'll all be dead by then, or, well, maybe not entirely. <laughs> so, will brains be revived in the future with a little freezer burn? Perhaps. But maybe not. Well, before I turn out the lights here at uh, RadioMisfits.com, I'm going to leave you with yet another bit of fortune cookie wisdom. No problem can stand the assault of sustained thinking. Wow. All right, everybody. And a special thank you to the Reverend Bob Levy. Good night, everyone. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Hey, it was great coming on Mr. Nelson.